0: and a little bit of paranoia. Welcome to the I Am In Podcast. Welcome back, folks. If you're just tuning in to the second half of the show here, this is part B. I'm going to go back and listen to part A. We talked all about the, uh, the lift and shift mechanism of moving your stuff into the cloud, some of the uh, pros and cons. I guess mostly cons, really. I I gave you some pros, you guys. you guys were all Sorry. about the cons
1: <laughs> i'm because whatever we already talked about it yeah
0: yeah no i i think you're you're, you're right right if you're going to run a traditional thing tr- traditional. You're, we already system, talked about
1: it you're rehashing i am i should, stop. Part I a. should stop
0: i already i already uh, rambled enough in the first part so if you want to hear me ramble listen to like the last five minutes Of part A. (laughs) Anyway, um, in this part of the show, however, we're going to go over some announcements and then we're going to go into the news and we're going to chat a little bit and we're just going to go ahead and get started with that. So, first of all, top of the show, we're going to talk about our awesome patrons. You guys are great. Uh, Just a reminder, as I've promised since July, all of our Patreon funds from July till December of this year are going to go to the American Cancer Society. Uh, in memory of my mother-in-law who passed away back in july so again if anybody wants to for some reason opt out of that just let us know we'll figure it out if you're completely fine with it then don't do a thing and in december we're going to send a check off to uh not not the guy from star trek check off we're going to send a check off to uh to the american cancer society it probably won't even be a check it'll be like an electronic thing because we don't who writes a check anymore nobody nobody writes a Mm. check maybe mark does you write checks, Mark? No. N- not when I can avoid them. Checks suck. They suck. Because it's like I wrote a check. It took three weeks for them to cash it. And I'm like, what the hell was that? <laughs> oh, it's the check I wrote three weeks ago. God, this is annoying. How did people live like this? Anyway. So spoiled. Right, so uh patrons. <laughs> <laughs> name pending 197. Jeremy. Aranami. Andrew, Tatro, Bruce, Robert, David, Solemn, Linux, Sys666, Mark with a K, the Mentor, Mark with a C, Julius, Andy, J, and Charles. Thank you all for being patrons, and uh, you know you guys are great. If you guys want to support the show via Patreon, go over to Patreon.com/Irondysadmin. Right? Yeah. And uh, you can do so. Or if you want to support the show by simply buying merch, you can go to Teespring, teespring.com, slash stores, slash iron. says, we get a few bucks if you buy a shirt, which uh, nobody does. Should I stop bothering with the shirts? Nobody wants them. Go buy shirts, folks. Prove me wrong. I don't know. <laughs> uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, that's kind of our announcements. Oh, I had one other. Tomorrow, I'm going to be co-hosting Into the Terminal which is a, uh, a Red Hat live stream that happens weekly. I think it's weekly. Yeah, it's every week where we basically go over, like, a technology that's in Rel. right? Tomorrow we're going to be talking about Samba. Samba. Or no, we're not going to dance. I can't dance. No dancing involved. Samba File Services. SIFS, right? SIFS, isn't that the protocol it uses? Anyway, tomorrow at noon, uh, you can find it. I'll, I'll find a link. It's, it's on the, the Red Hat Enterprise Linux uh, YouTube channel. You can watch it live there. All right. I forgot to look for reviews, but I'm pretty sure there aren't any. Let me check right now. Let's hope not. Yeah, right. They if, asked if, reviews, if, not in my singing. We missed one. What? No, I don't want to... <sighs> so frustrating. I hate when you go to a service that you want to log into, and the first thing they bring you to is the sign-up page.
2: They're Computers are hard.
0: They are. They're hard. Computers are hard. And, and, nope, no no new reviews. We're good. I didn't miss anybody, but I am sad now because there's no no new reviews. Folks, give us, leave us a review. That way, you know, we know if you like the show or if you hate the show. Just don't, don't pick on poor Mark again. He still hasn't recovered from the last one. Yeah. All right, and that's it for the announcements. You guys have anything fun going on? I have myself first in the notes, but I feel like I've been talking a lot this part of the show already. How about one of you guys goes first? I'll even move, move you to the top. Mark, you're already in here. I'm going to move your stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> but now you don't have it for a reference because I cut it out. Ah, what are you going to do? There it is.
1: It's back. Oh, that's fine. So <laughs> I've got... Uh, Basically, I've got Steam Deck and Other. So <laughs> Steam, Steam Deck, Deck and Deck Other. Has That's me. your
0: life at the moment, Steam Deck. If it's not it, Steam Deck, it, it, it falls into bit. the other category.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. So I printed out this little stand for it a few weeks ago, which has been super handy. So That's pretty cool. I, I, I provided the Thingverse file for it. Yeah, and the idea is sometimes... Sometimes I'll use it docked, but sometimes I want the internal display active and I don't want it just lying flat on its back. So I'll throw it in the dock and it'll be kind of back at an angle and I can still see what's going on. Uh, primary use case there is when, I, is when I'm uh, remote played into my PS5 and I'm AFKing in my nightclub just to earn money in GTA Online, which is oddly specific, I know, but your, your <laughs> passive stuff in GTA Online doesn't doesn't run when you're not logged into the game. I heard... It's a little old...
0: I heard it actually made one of the news podcasts I listened to in the morning that somebody, after like two and a half years, has made a billion dollars in GTA Online. Eh, good for them. I know, right? Somehow this was important enough to make the news. It's just one of those, like, fun fact things. Did you know? It's... Yeah, it's fairly easy to get a couple
1: of million. So I don't know why it took so long to get a billion. May a billion saved up without spending it, right? Yeah, right. That that could be the big deal. The other the other thing I messed with is you know because it's a Linux machine, I I poked around and and uh, got the SSA SSHD server running, so I can I I copied my keys onto it and I can SSH to it from my laptop, which is fun for. Uh, pulling data off of it like screenshots or if i want to do some command line stuff with it because we're nerds and so we can't leave well enough alone and i don't well because <laughs> that way i don't have to switch it to desktop mode to do yeah. command line stuff nope. it can, yeah, it get can it. be in gaming mode
0: no I, um, I completely get it
2: i get it because um,
0: it's a linux box it doesn't right? it doesn't like sync those screenshots to something that you could get them more easily
1: um steam steam ones it does but so for instance the uh the disney Dreamlight valley game i'm playing now when you take a picture in game it puts those pictures in its own weird ass directory that i had to actually dig through and figure it out so i that i then i then sim linked it back no it's not uh, this was not like steam screenshots this is its own data folder
0: right no no that's that's exactly what i'm what i'm saying some games in steam screenshots are not as straightforward as you'd think Right. Like some games play really nice with Steam and you take a screenshot and Steam goes like, no, no, it doesn't go over there. It goes here in the Steam screenshots directly. Yeah. Some some games are like, no, I'm going to put it way over here where they'll never find it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And and so when you're playing on the Steam Deck, what you have to find is you have to find the app ID or guess lucky or just do spines to, to find the name of stuff I because the app ID has the, has the prefix sub, has the prefix jp. subdirectory which is essentially every single game under wine or every app under wine gets a prefix directory mm-hmm. which is its own C drive it's almost like a container yeah it's a skeletal yeah. file system that the the app drops stuff into because it thinks it's on Windows. Yeah. So yeah. so in this case, the screenshots are in the prefix directory for Dreamlight Valley, which then there it's buried a couple of layers in there. So is, so I then just sim to that back into my home directory, is and then that, I can just SCP the, the camera shots.
0: Is that basically how these things work on the Steam Deck? How these how these Windows games work on the Steam Deck? They, Absolutely. They're like yeah. it's like emulated. Use, not emulated. Wine so, is not an emulator. Um. <laughs> yeah, they they
1: use they use Proton, which is derived from Wine. It contains wine.
0: Okay. I remember back in the early days of trying to game on Linux, there was things like wineskin and what was it? Bottle or something? No, wineskin used bottles, which is basically what you're describing, right? It's like its own little, not container, in the true sense of a container, but its own little file system that contains all the dependencies for the game, which are then run through wine or through whatever, Right. Yeah. And even gaming on Mac OS was like that for a while. You'd use something, yeah. I forget what it was called. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember the name of it. But there were certain games that I had a friend who was on Mac that he wanted to be able to play, and he played it through this thing that was basically just wine on Mac OS, which I thought was kind of cool.
1: Yeah. No, but the, so when, when you install a Steam game on the deck, it checks to see if there's a Linux version. And if there's a Linux version, it uses that. So Valheim right. on the Steam Deck is running the Linux version of Valheim. If
2: right.
1: there is no Linux version, it treats it as it, it just creates a Wine entry for it with the with its own file system, and you can basically pick the version of Proton to use if the if the standard one is being persnickety. So, like you can use Proton Experimental or. You know what I,
0: or you can lock onto a specific version of Proton. I haven't looked into this, so this may be like, no, duh, Nate, of course it does. Uh, but will Steam on Linux do the same thing or is that specific to the Steam Deck?
1: Yes, Steam on Linux will do the same thing if you activate, so Steam on Linux, it used to be that unless you activated the compatibility stuff, it just ran Linux native. They added the Proton capability in it some time back. Okay. So people on desktop desktop Steam have been able to use Proton for quite
0: a while. Okay. I haven't... I, I gave up on gaming on Linux so long ago. And honestly, like, I gave up some of my soul when I did so because I really, really wanted it to work. <laughs> But I mean there the Steam were all, Deck really
1: like, really works. The it's only actually games, pretty amazing.
0: The only games you used to be able to run well were things that had native game native Linux ports and there were so few of them that it just wasn't like So you, you could you could you, not play the 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 A-list games <laughs> just just on <laughs> on your principles or you could run a Windows box to game on. <laughs> well, and like the Steam Deck will do some other nifty things.
1: You can Any non-steam software, you can import into Steam to run as a non-steam thing. I have the Heroic Gaming Launcher, which is an open-source version of the Epic Store launcher. Okay, so So you can play Fortnite. any, Any. you know, I, I i think I think there's an issue with the copy protection with Fortnite.
0: <laughs> so you've tried to run Fortnite.
1: That was the Turning game anti-cheat. you you
0: always used to claim I played, and I've I've played like two minutes of Fortnite in my whole life. I
1: have not. I have not tried to play Fortnite, but people ask about it on a fairly regular basis. And the issue is the anti cheat doesn't work on Linux. Yeah. But this, by like, the way, um, a couple of weeks ago, like when EA was talking about kernel kernel side anti cheat stuff. Uh, that that would screw up on Steam Deck. Yeah, you won't be able to run games that use kernel level anti cheat, like because that's Windows kernel level anti cheat.
0: Borderlands isn't that epic? Is that the one I'm thinking of?
1: I think. Well, Borderlands has been released on a couple of, of gaming stores. I'm pretty okay. It's on Steam as well.
0: Okay, I got it for free. Well, I like, I, like a month or two back, and it maybe install the Epic one. just
3: because.
1: Just because something's on Steam doesn't mean it's automatically compatible. PUBG uh because of the anti-cheat that doesn't work on the Steam Deck either. Right. Right. Your option would be to stream it using either the native streaming to the Deck or something like Moonlight, which lets you stream desktop uh to your to your
0: Deck. So and we've it's rabbit actually just running on your desktop. We rabbit holed into well, like just because I had a question. Sorry about that. No, we <laughs> were talking okay. about your to... your dock thing. <laughs>
1: No, and the and the Steam Deck in general. And I know you're gonna to touch upon Elden Ring a little bit, but like it's actually amazing to me how well a lot of the non-native stuff runs in it. I when we played Elden Ring the other night, I was running both Elden Ring and Discord on the Steam Deck with the Steam Deck docked to my external monitor and my headphones plugged into the Discord. USB dock, and it was and it worked great. It worked And that was just as a tech test, right? Yeah. Because I could just have easily run Elden Ring on my Windows machine. Yeah, right, but you wanted to see if you could.
0: And it worked. It worked great. So if if all the games that you like work in the Steam Deck, and I already know the answer to this, but I'm asking it for the viewers. Uh, If all the games that you like worked on the Steam Deck, would you get rid of your gaming rig? So for me personally, not yet. Because,
1: because of VR. like like, yes, yesterday I was flying... Flight Simulator had a major upgrade, and I wanted to test it out. So I was flying an F-18 around the hurricane in Florida in VR, and it was fun.
0: Yeah. Um. Did so you, for me, there's, st- any, there's still some stuff. Did you see any sharks in the street? No, but there were <laughs> a
1: lot of other players who had the same idea. <laughs> when, I, when I spawned on the runway, there was a stack of us, because players don't collide in in flight simulator they that that's to prevent griefing so yeah. there were a bunch of people on the runway getting ready to take off out of orlando it was funny um because the multiplayer is always on there unless yeah. you turn it off uh but the use case for you with the steam deck because it it pauses well jason you have one right so you know you can basically instantly pause and resume. And it'll cloud save, so progress you make on the Steam Deck can be reflected on your on your Windows gaming rig, if the if the title supports cloud save.
2: Yeah,
0: I gotta say, well, what's like, neat about this, I I have it, this it, it, I have this relatively recently purchased nice gaming rig, right, and that's one of the like one of the reasons I have not jumped wholeheartedly into oh yes I need a Steam Deck, is because I have this rig, right, and I have I see no need. For a PC, a portable PC gaming machine. Now, I'm I'm, I'm going to be traveling I, more for work. Like this, this may actually impact me. Like I may, if I want to, if I'm like bored at a hotel somewhere, and I won't be able to fire up Cyberpunk or something. Uh, that like I might I, see a use case for that now that that I'm getting back to travel and stuff. But
1: yeah, I brought it when my wife and I went to Steven's parents' weekend. I bought it to play in the hotel at night. But I'll tell you, I get tired of sitting in the same damn chair all day. So being able to game just over on my couch or to take it upstairs or whatever, there's a lot of power in that, too.
0: Yeah, I guess being able so to move even to just tra- to play a game. Like even just traveling
1: around in my house to game. Yeah. And again, you know, you, you can, you, it everything works hot. So if I'm playing something docked and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to get up, I can just pull it and it instantly snaps to the internal screen without any without any issues it really and the software i'm in the beta channel it just keeps getting better and better and better valve has been updating the crap out of it and from what i've heard sorry go ahead jason What,
3: what what controllers are you using when it's docked
1: um i use a ps4 controller this guy right here
3: wireless or you have to wire it in somehow
1: Uh, I wire it because I'm Commander Adama and no (laughs) networks on my ship. I know exactly
0: what you're saying. (laughs) I prefer to wire things when possible. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, I I was one of the last adopters of wireless internet in my house because Ethernet worked. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, um, but the, the the couch is so damn far away from the TV that it is. I, I just don't want to play Wires.
0: It'll
1: it it'll work with Bluetooth. So if I decide to dock it on the big ass TV and I don't want to run my extended cable, I can certainly Bluetooth. I bet it. It. I bet it won't work with a Stadia
0: controller though. <laughs>
1: I I don't know. That's uh, that's on the Stadia controller. If it doesn't yeah. work, no, it absolutely it's, is. It's a it it's a is. PC. We'll,
2: like, we'll certainly talk not, about that. There's later, There's nothing.
1: There's nothing proprietary about it at its core. And Uh, the whole freaking operating system is open source.
0: Now I can't remember what I was going to ask. There was another thing that I let Jason go, and now I can't remember what it was. (laughs) must not have been that important.
1: (laughs) Anyway. Oh, no, I know what it was. I've
0: I've heard that the supply chain problems that were causing all the back orders are starting to subside. So if you order a Steam Deck, you're now not waiting six months anymore. Now it's more like a month or two.
3: Yeah, that, 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 that seems son, to that's be. That's my
0: son's Steam Deck, which is going to
1: college on Sunday. Oh, cool!
3: Yeah, that that seems to be across the board um, for not just for like Steam Decks, but for a lot of things, the supply chain is starting to ease up a bit.
0: Yeah, which um, is good. Which is good so, It means we're starting to so, recover.
3: So there are there are a billion articles on how to hook up, damn near any controller you have to the Steam Deck, except the Stadia controller. Yeah because nobody oh, bought oh, them. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you can you can apparently play Stadia on the Steam Deck. <laughs>
2: but not well, with I the controller. <laughs> I,
3: can't, I can't find anything about using a Stadia controller on the Steam Deck.
1: Well, yeah. I I I tested Xbox Live streaming on it and and did the $1 monthly sub and then I canceled because I just don't have enough time for all the games and it worked great. Installed Edge from Desktop mode as the browser, and then set up a special shortcut for Xbox Live that just launches Edge right on that page in kiosk mode. Did you feel and, a little skeevy it's for having it installed
0: on your Steam? Ah,
1: uh, I for just a, for a little bit, but it's a flat pack; it's isolated from everything else, that I can uninstall whenever I want. Yeah, yeah. I
3: I, I don't I don't like the cloud. Streaming stuff mostly because my it, it has nothing. The service is probably amazing and it probably works great if you're on a service provider that doesn't suck.
1: Yeah, I it worked it worked ninety five percent good with some issues, but I it was more like I, I'm curious how this will work. Most of the streaming I, I, I do is is PS five my PS five in the house do it.
3: I have enough problems with simple streaming, you know, Hulu and Netflix and, and yeah, all those. You know,
0: it's really dependent on your ISP, and I yeah. know you have issues. I you have like philosophical issues with our ISP, not just actual service issues.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> and I don't they, they, blame they're, you. <laughs> they're, they're better than what they were, but they're not. They're not great, and I have problems with 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 ISPs in America in general, just because yeah. of. It's it's a it's a goddamn monopoly and you can't it get unless you're in a big city, you can't get anything good and yeah. there's no competition. I, so it never yep. gets better.
1: Yep. In yep. Nazareth PA, I do have a choice between RCN and Service Electric. I guess you're a big and in RCN <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right. Nazareth we're not. PA. We're we're in East oh, Jibip, so, Pennsylvania. <laughs> so, so you so you would have a
3: choice between crap and crap.
0: Yeah. But at least that's at R- least there's crap competing with crap. Here we just yeah. have crap. RCN's not been terrible.
1: Service electric
0: sucks.
3: Yeah. I, I, I I sort of threw my hands up in frustration a number of years ago. Um, I was working in Hazleton with, Mm -hmm. uh, somebody who was trying to start an ISP, um, and was trying to work with the, 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 city on, on all of this, um, doing bids and everything else. And what came out of it is that a certain, uh, a certain organization that we know very well came into Hazelton, put their bid in, won the bid, and did nothing. Yeah, so, that
0: sounds about right. The, you just to th- the basic- hold the
3: space, right? Yes, exactly. And and because they won the bid, the 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 people that I were working with, they, they basically got they got ousted. They like, oh, They're like, no, nope. you lost the bid, can't be here. Nope. It's like, wait, but so because because the city said. You have to win the bid to be here. And because you lost the bid, you can't be here. So no competition. So it was it was basically the city, the municipality saying, we want a monopoly, period. And, and as a result, the service was, was shit and still is.
0: Yeah. I heard there's actually another one of the uh, – I listened to – what's the name of it? I think it's actually just NPR Technology. And they did a piece on this guy in some rural area where they had no internet access. Like – or they had satellite. I think was the only option they had, and satellite either either it was in his area was bad, or just it, at the time was bad in general because of the high latency and whatever. He actually yeah. just like put up a bunch of his own money and got a fiber connection and started his own ISP like out of his basement. And I'm like, I want to be that guy.
3: Yeah, um, <laughs> if it's the same guy, I'm thinking of, he's gone on to get. Uh, he's, he's got, got government grants now. now or something. Yeah. He's got, yep. Yeah, yeah, and to he's, he's he's grown is, it into a, a, a larger awesome. a larger business. And and from what I from what I was reading, it sounds like it sounds like he's got the right idea where he's purely interested in providing the service and is not there to make a profit. <laughs> wait, so wait, he's like, wait, wait, know. wait,
0: wait, wait. You just service provider providing service?
3: What? Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. His his entire thing is like I I simply want to provide the best service we can. We have no interest in making a profit. Like yeah. it's just,
0: yeah. You
3: know, which is, which is awesome. Um, Jason, and, and really dude, should on. be, you,
0: you should just move to Canada. <laughs> Talking like that. You can't talk yeah, like that here in here. In I, I know. Anyway, don't <laughs> get me started. <laughs> All right. Don't so we've, path. we've rabbit <laughs> already. I think, <laughs> We went from Steam Deck to uh, ISPs. <laughs>
3: uh, Let's talk about vulnerabilities now.
0: No, well, are wait. We're we done with. Uh, uh, we're, I guess we're, we got to do more stuff. We're like nowhere near done with, with the chat stuff. Mark, did you have one more thing to <sighs> talk about there? Or are you going to skip over that one? Uh, I was
1: going to, I'm, I'm hiring my first new TAM and I'm having some fun with that, interviewing and stuff. That's oh, yeah? has been really interesting. Jobs.redhat.com if you ever want to work for us.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. Right. There's, there's, I think there's, there's probably still a position open the the one that I left in the Northeast. So it's, um,
1: it's definitely interesting being the hiring guy now. I we're, will say
0: we're not trying to be a hiring funnel for red hat, but I mean, there's no two ways about it. We need Tams. <laughs> we're short on Tams. We need some more. <laughs> well, I've got a couple of excellent candidates for one role, so that's good. It's going to be a tough call. That's good. All right. Uh, I guess I'm next. So I got, and this is going to sound really like lame, but I think this was like a Facebook ad or something (laughs) I saw for this thing. Um, Anyone who manages a family, right, probably knows exactly the issue I'm about to describe where like everybody has a schedule. Everybody has things to get done. Everybody. and, And there's always like that conversation, like what's going on Tuesday night? Oh yeah, that's right, that's soccer. Uh, you know, what, what's going on Wednesday? Uh, no, no, I think we're free. And then Wednesday night comes and it's like, oh shit, no, we had to be over this place, right? So there's lots of ways to solve that. I've tried to solve it with technology a number of times by like making shared calendars and I've tried a couple of open source apps, right? But none of them are quite like directly interactable by the family, right? Not like the old-school paper calendar hanging on the wall, right? Well, I found a solution to that, and it's called – there may be other solutions for this, but this the one I found is called the Skylight Calendar. Skylightframe.com is their site, and this isn't like a sponsored thing. I'm just telling you where to find it. Um, and it's basically like a little tablet that you hang up on the wall, and its sole purpose is to be a calendar, right? So that if, if, if you've got the person who has to have a wall calendar in your home and they won't use the digital calendars – this is a solution. It just displays, and it's not just a Google calendar. That's what I happen to use because it's what we were already using, but it'll do Apple calendars. It'll do Outlook, I think, uh, and a number of other services where it'll bring in the calendar, and it's basically just a shared calendar, and you can just like pop it up and go, oh, what's going on this week? And then on top of that, you can do stuff like the grocery list and a to-do list, and we can put the kids' chores in there, although we haven't quite gotten that rolling yet because, you know, Kids are kids and anything they can do to, oh, I didn't see the chores is they'll do. Um, but that's a feature of it. And I, th- I think it's been working out pretty well. We've only had it for like a week or two at this point. So we'll see how it carries on. But uh, and it's not terribly expensive. It was like 150 bucks. And um, anyway, I think it's pretty cool. And I put a link for it in the, in the notes if anybody's curious about like something like that.
3: I, I have good news for you on, the, on the kids front. They, they do eventually figure out the chores thing and helping out. But then they move out. It happens. It happens approximately a week before they move out.
0: <laughs> ah. Because they realize that they better get the hang of this whole having to do their own dishes thing because yep. they're moving out. Yeah. Yep.
3: <laughs> so, so this calendar thing intrigues me because this is something that I have wanted for, uh um yeah, forever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, my version would have been just a uh, uh, an e-ink display hanging on the on the fridge, but like, yeah, no, how this isn't... how bulky how bulky is this thing? Is it um, is it thin? Is it? I mean, it's
0: it's a little thicker than my wife has an iPad Pro, the ten inch, and it's probably right. a little thicker than that, but about the same size as that, right? Um, but it has like a little. It like literally like a picture frame would have on the back a little thing where you can hang it on a, a screw or a nail or something, but the the problem is of course it needs power. It's there's no battery in the thing. It has to be plugged in because why would there be a battery in it? Because it's gonna it's gonna need to be charged anyway all the time to get back up. So you need to have it near an outlet. But other and then you have to wire you know run a wire and stuff. And I I'm not I'm not too keen on exactly how that that's. That's currently arranged in the way I set it up, but I basically got it, found an outlet with a nail near it, hung it up, and said, we're going to try this out. So, you know, maybe I'll do a better job of uh, sort of incorporating that into something later, but...
3: Have you, so from what I I was reading up, uh, I saw it earlier and I was reading up on it, you have to pay a subscription service to use it as a, a, a portrait thing?
0: You don't have to, um... To be honest, I'm not 100% clear on what the subscription service brings because I didn't look that far into it because I had no interest in paying monthly for the thing. I figured if it doesn't work in whatever free mode it comes up in, then this was a failed experiment because I'm not going to spend whatever the price is just to have a calendar on the wall. We've been using it in, in you know, the the free mode, right? And it'll still do the picture frame, you know, slideshow stuff. That it does when it's idle and all the calendar and to-do features and stuff are still there. So I think but
3: all I think, of the oh,
0: Go ahead.
3: Oh, sorry, all of the pictures and calendars have to be public though, right? Or can you can you do private, you know, give it passwords and and do private calendars?
0: I mean, we just use our same old Google Calendars that we've always used. It basically subscribes to the Google Calendar.
3: Yeah, but it's a public link. In other words, you didn't you didn't put in A username and password to access that calendar. You're just using the the public link that's available.
0: No, we had to invite the uh, the, – it basically makes its own little email account, right? And then you invite that to the calendar that you're sharing. Okay. And then it's able to see the calendar. I think the pay service lets you do things like share that data with family members, like not direct family members, but like external family members. Right. So like your mother-in-law needs to know when soccer practice is because she comes on every third practice to see the kid play or whatever. Right. Or the photo album. You want to be able to share that. Right. right. Those features, I think, are part of the the pay subscription.
3: Nice. And I have one last question, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I speak for all of our listeners when I when I ask this. But what is the email address of your photo frame? <laughs> I'm
0: not telling you that, damn yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: What? I, we just wanted to send you wholesome pictures.
0: Yeah, right. We just want to invite it to everything in the world. Yeah, no.
3: Oh, I won't invite it to anything. I just, I just want to send it some wholesome pictures.
0: Wholesome pictures. Yeah. Wholesome pictures. Yeah. No. I, I mean, I'll, I'll admit, I have not like fully security vetted the thing. But you bring up a good point, right? Like, how public is the data and whatever? And that's maybe that's something I'll look into now that you've mentioned it.
3: <laughs> Your picture frame starts getting spam.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. No, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure that's not that's not a thing. that Yes, it 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 could, I guess, receive spam, but it's not like it's an email inbox, right? That you can go check. I, guess the, I don't know. You could All check right. it, but anyway, yeah. So I've I have found it interesting. So it's worth uh, worth mentioning. Um, the other gadget I've, uh, and this is this is really timely considering one of the other. Topics we're going to talk about. I have been... Do you remember, like, a year ago, we covered a news article where um, Google made a new OS for their Google Home devices, and we talked about it on the show, that it was supposed to be, like... like It would be pushed out, and you'd never see a difference. Things have gotten progressively worse with our Google Home ever since. Right? Like, the voice... um, Identification, the, the voice, what, what's the word I'm looking for? The, 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 the voice commands, just they're not as accurate as they used to be. Features went away when, remember there was that Sonos um, lawsuit about, uh, what was it, areas or whatever. They, they had this technology they, they, they had patented and they claimed Google was copying it and Google had to take it out of their Google Home devices. Well, that actually had an impact on the way we used the thing. And that's, that was like, I understood why it happened, but it was still like one more straw, right? Uh, the, the other day, right? I'm, I'm just trying to send like a, an announcement up to the kids, the speaker in the kids room to tell them to get up for school in the morning. And it kept telling me, I'm sorry, there's no media playing in the kids room. I'm like, no, that, I literally ripped it off the wall and threw it across the room. That's how mad I was at it. So I bought an Alexa. Wow. Like I, I bought it. It's an, I, sorry, an echo. I can't say the It'll hear me. Um, so it's over there and I'm testing it out now. Um, I've got it linked up to my home assistant and I've got it uh, doing some of the stuff that I was doing with the Google Home. I still have the Google Home here, but uh, so far it is a much better experience. Like as much as I hated Amazon and as much as I did not want an Alexa, I figure I've been running Google Home for years. This is no worse, <laughs> right? Like this is not not a worse it's not a worse devil than Google. <laughs> so uh yeah. It, but yeah, so it, it, so far it's it, it been amazing, just works. so much better. It does. Yeah. It just it, it just works. It just works. It just yep. works. Where the with the Google stuff has been getting and the Google stuff used to just work. It was really good in fact. Right? Like cuz I've I've I thought you know, I've I've re, I, it's a thing I do every now and then I reevaluate the choices that I've made to to determine if I'm still on the right platform and Every time Google has held up, right to the point where a couple years ago I invested in some more of these things when I started doing the smart lights and stuff, and um, yeah, they've they've gone downhill fast.
3: Well, now, now that now that you have uh, the 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 name we not shall not pronounce, yeah. um, go 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 ahead and and uh, make sure that you buy yourself the uh, Samuel L. Jackson voice.
0: <laughs> Did, was it you? Was it you then, that then told could me say you... things, Sorry,
3: th- Then ahead. he can say things. Then you can say things like, "Alexa, ask Sam mm-hmm. what the weather is." Perfect
2: Fucking deal. <laughs> the current weather is fifty-two
3: degrees
1: Fahrenheit with mostly clear skies. Next-
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Why are oh, there so amazing. many
0: MF and snakes on this MF and plane?
3: <laughs> oh, it, it, it changes every. <laughs> Every time you ask and there's a whole bunch of different stuff you can do with it but every time you ask sometimes it's it's just he comes on and he's just very subdued and he just sort of gives you the information and other times <laughs> he gets in and he's like like the one time he's like "mfr I just gave you this information. I, here it is again." <laughs> it just goes into it.
0: <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. And I I mean what's even funnier is that Samuel Jackson has leaned into that over the years. Oh yeah, like, like obviously he gave Amazon the rights to let that happen, right? Like that's that's the that's the real funny part. Um,
3: anyway, I best, was, was going to ask. 99, was
0: best ninety nine
2: cents I ever spent.
0: Was it you that that told me wow. you got the Sonos um, audio system for your house, and it included uh, included?
3: That's what Amazon? you just heard. That's yeah, what it was. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay, I I looked at that, too, but it's still crazy expensive. These things are 50 bucks a pop. And that is like 250 bucks a pop for a similar device, like a similar use case. Yeah, which is
3: which is why I have one. But the sound on it is astounding. Oh, it is. It is unbelievable. So it sounded good through the
0: through what you just like the echo we heard sounded good.
3: (laughs) I I have not maxed the volume on it. Because I've never gotten to the point where I was in a room that it didn't get too loud. Yeah. So, like... <laughs> I mean, I, I got to say, this tiny, little,
0: this tiny little Echo Dot has decent sound to it. Like, it's not crazy good, but for the, for the entry-level Echo, like... I, I always thought that the... So, the, the first Google Home device I bought was not the little puck, but, like, the taller one. Um, I forgot what it's called. It's not the Mini. I think it's just called the, I think it's like the Nest Home or something now. It's right. The one that doesn't have a screen. And it's got decent sound, right? This is on par with that. And this is the entry level. And that's like the mid-grade, right? So I don't know. Like it's not high fidelity audio, but it's good enough for what I'm going to use it for. But uh, yeah, so um, I've gone down the path of another devil. I did look at Apple HomeKit. Because a lot of people say if you're concerned about the privacy and whatnot, Apple has a better stance on that. But the price was, like, you may as well go with Sonos at the price that the the HomeKit stuff is. Um, But again, that's Alexa instead of Siri. Anyway, that's, you know, a thing I'm doing. What else did I have? Uh, Yep, the evil spying device. That was the Google thing. Here we go. Uh Mark already mentioned this, but we're playing Elden Ring again. Um I, I bought Elden Ring probably months ago at this point. Played it for like an hour or two and then for some reason got distracted by a different game, then I went back to Valheim. And um now me and Mark and another coworker were playing Elden Ring the other night. And it's actually it's a fun game. You know, I, I played it a little bit more the following day in the morning, I think before work, and it was uh it was a good time. Um so, uh,
1: I think you were a little stressed about the invasions a few yeah, times.
0: Yeah. The, the multiplayer I don't love. Um, I think I'll be able to live with that though, if we're playing together, but it's, it's very Japanese. I've never, so I've never <laughs> ever been a PVP multiplayer guy games that focus on that. I just don't play cause I don't like that. I I, I play a game just to chill out and relax, not to constantly be backstabbed by some teenager who's trying to prove what a man he is, or woman she is, <laughs> right? Um, but you're right, the, other than having to get back to where you died to collect your runes, it's really not, like there's not really a death penalty,
1: and you only you know, lose runes when you're invaded. If you're the host, if yeah. you're one of the, if you're one of the helpers, you lose literally nothing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Except that you then have to reinitiate the multiplayer game because you'll get kicked out uh, when the host dies, which is also a weird
1: mechanic. And again, it's so so. The Souls games have used the same multiplayer setup from the beginning, which. I know that's not always a good reason to continue to use something. Yeah, but it's I just, just think it's
0: weird. I'm not necessarily it, saying it's bad. I think it's weird.
1: And the idea that you open yourself up to invasions as part of multiplayer and you don't get to opt out has definitely upset some people. But again, it's just, it's part of the experience. And I'm not a PvP guy either, but for some reason, I'm totally cool with it in Elden Ring because to me it increases the chaos and the fun factor especially because it's so the it, it, it you really don't lose anything the other thing is where i would be pissed off is if invaders could mess up your boss fights but when you go into a boss arena invaders are punted yeah you, you, We were getting invaded a lot because we were in essentially the starting area and people queue to invade and they generally invade somewhere where they're local. So what people do is they'll have their character in that whole limb grave starting area. They'll queue up to invade because they know that a fair number of players won't have all the status effects and all that other stuff. There'll be newer players. Yeah. If we were playing, if we were playing in a later game area, it would be a little more of an even match. But
0: see, Mark, that's my point, right? They do that because they're assholes. <laughs> I, <laughs> they know I, you can't defend yourself, so they prey on you, and that's what frustrates exactly. me about it. Except we did win. We actually did win a few times yesterday. Yeah, but we also lost like a dozen.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it was I st- again. I to me it was still fun. Yeah, I, I get it. The here's the reality that by the time we play next time, my buddy Brandon's going to join us, and okay. he's got he's got a to- a high end PC character. Yeah. So even though it'll level him down, he'll have more tools in the toolbox to help. And we're probably going to go into into, into the castle, which um, is not invaded as much. Although okay. I'm sure some invaders will pop. Yeah. And again, like
0: Brandon and I, just have a great time when we're
1: invaded. We we legitimately enjoy it.
0: Yeah. So anyway, so, we've we've spent a ton of time in chat. The only other thing I really wanted to talk about was: Have you heard about Bone Lab? It's a new VR game. I
2: haven't, that released- I haven't played it.
0: Well, no, it just released today, and it looks. I must be thinking it, as of a different bone VR game. It looks neat. Look. It looks neat. Um, the it's like a physics based VR game uh, where I mean, it looks really immersive. Is really what I'm I'm kind of curious about, right? And I I don't know if it's done or if it's in early access. I saw this funny meme today where it's like, oh shit, we missed our deadline. So that's okay. He slaps an early access logo on it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> kind of like Google and beta, right? Uh, but anyway, it so... looks it looks like it's fun. I was I haven't looked it up yet to see what it costs, but it, it apparently released today.
1: It's 40 bucks. It's not horrible. It is not marked as early access. That's cool. Deep publishers stress levels it's mostly positive i'm gonna let this one bake a little bit i'm gonna add it to my wish list yeah it's on mine i wasn't i'm gonna let it it look it looks pretty
0: spectacular and i have an index so it'll probably be really fucking good yeah yeah they were they one of the things that they did on purpose was designed it so that it would run on uh the oculus stuff or sorry the meta stuff so that it would be accessible Uh to anybody Right, anybody with VR, they don't have to have high end VR. So it should work on anything. Practically anything.
1: Guys, there's boobs. Ten out of ten would recommend is one of the reviews. <laughs> yeah,
0: that was one of the things I saw in the demo video. They uh it's it's funny, it's like you can you can pick your character. Oh there's a game called Bone Works. Okay. Oh, that's what I was thinking. You of. can you can like pick your model or your character based on this slider thing that's on your arm. Right. So based on the thing that you're trying to do, you can just switch to another model. Right. So there's no concept of like, this is my character and these are its stats. It's I need to do this thing. Let's switch to the big strong guy so he can throw a boulder or let's switch to the nimble ninja chick so that she can jump over this wall. Right. And <laughs> the 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 guy doing the demo made a point to like like as he was the nimble ninja chick, he squeezed his own boobs just to show that it did thing did that right? It's like, well, okay, that's funny, but <laughs> is that really like a focus of the game?
1: <laughs> All right, so there's enough negative commentary that I'm gonna let it bake a little bit. Fine. And it's launch day, I try not to buy launch day, rain on my
0: parade. That's fine.
1: No,
2: I'm <laughs> not raining on your
1: parade. I'm saying I'm gonna based on the on day one, like. I waited on Elden Ring, and I'm glad I did because launch day Elden Ring was apparently a train wreck. Yeah, but they had significant patchwork they needed to do on it. And I'm yeah. glad I waited a little. I'm glad I was busy playing uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, which launch day it worked almost perfectly out of the box on the PS5. And then I bought Elden Ring, which had been patched a few times by then yeah. and worked great. And VR is tricky, so I'm going to let this bake. It's on my uh, wish list. I will probably buy it at some point, Yeah, but I'm letting I'm, it I'm,
3: bake. I'm telling you, for, for the most part, not having time to play games and not getting to games until years after they release, they play really well at that point.
1: Yeah, right? They do. There's a whole Steam community based around that. Patient Gamers?
3: Yeah. Patient Gamers, nice
1: all right. That, that's a term. I'm a patient you know, someone's a patient gamer when they buy thing game yeah, you, when it's three or
0: four years old. You, you could say that that's probably it's on that's, sale and it works perfectly. That's generally me. Um all right. So Jason, what so, do you what do you have going on that we can talk about? And then we'll get to the news. Because we've we've now spent longer in the chat than we did on the main topic, I think.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we started we started late though. I, yeah, we did. I, I, I've been playing I've been playing with Kubernetes a lot. Um just just I don't sorta, like that game setting things up. And, that game and is frustrating. I have, <laughs> I have, I have a ton of projects that, that I, I just need to know a lot more about it. So yeah. standing up my own instances, uh, playing with Amazon's EKS. Um, you know, I finally, I think I finally have things kind of running the way it should be. Um, you know, using, using Kubernetes isn't that big a deal. Um, it's not, it's not super difficult once it's set up and, and running. It's, it's the, it was the the figuring out how Amazon has things sort of set up and run for for EKS and how to how to integrate their their different bits and bobs. Um, that was a little more difficult, especially when the uh, stupid tutorials missed things. Um, I had to uh, same. Once, once issue, I figured it out,
0: I, I was uh, it was a couple months ago now, and I forget if we even talked about it on the show because we had that little hiatus. Um, but I was tinkering with DigitalOcean's Kubernetes deployment because that's where I am and it's relatively cheap to to just stand up a cluster to poke around, which is exactly what I was doing. I couldn't get a damn thing to work in it because even following their tutorials, I kept running into this weird problem and I couldn't figure out what the hell the problem was. So yeah, that's, yeah, it's frustrating.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it helps. It helps when you're not the only one with that problem and you can Google it and they go, oh yeah, I had that problem too. Just do this.
0: Yeah. I couldn't find anything that said, yes, I had
3: that problem too. (laughs) I I had a, I had security group problems, um, which I, I, I had tracked down already and kind of, I wasn't a hundred percent positive, but something looked looked not right. Um, so I, I was kind of looking at it and trying to figure out like, you know, why this shouldn't work because of the way it's set up and it doesn't work. So how do I fix it? Um, And then when I I finally came across the answer, I was like, yeah, okay. so I knew it was a security group problem. I just don't know why it did what it did. So that's the the next step is to try to kind of figure out exactly what was happening um, and then fix it. Now, I used I used Terraform to stand it up and there's an option. There was an option in there to automatically apply security groups, which, um, okay, that's kind of what I want to do. uh, And that broke the load balancer as stupid as it is and apparently not using that is the recommended way to do it so i, I don't know so i i need to dig a little bit more and sort of understand it
0: it's interesting I, think, um, I want to say the load balancer not passing traffic to my containers was the problem i was having and i could not figure out why it was not working
3: <laughs> yeah that's exactly what the issue was yeah. so it was and it, it turned out being it turned out to be that the security groups weren't allowing the traffic through which is what I, you know, again, it's, it's what I suspected. I just didn't I couldn't put didn't the pieces to together it. to figure right. out why. Yep. Um
2: yep. and and that's so, probably so now, because
0: now, it's new and you're, you know, unfamiliar with the architecture and what goes on under the covers and Yeah. You know, if, yeah, if I you, mean, I, you know, if you're like forced to work with it every day, it's the sort of thing that becomes like intuitive where it's like, "Oh yeah, I've seen this before. I know how to do that." Right. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's 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 different. It's different. So I I mean, I work with Kubernetes every day, but I it's different when it's already there and running versus yeah. standing it up. And yep. that's that's sort yep. of where I got stuck. Um, so you know, once once you do it the first time, it's it's relatively easy. Um, so it's it's not a huge deal. Like I understand what it how to do it now and I I took notes and wrote all the, the steps down. So I should be able to replicate it pretty easy. So we'll see. Cool. Uh other than that, um, you know, I have a million projects like I always do. Um, not you. You know Fun, fun for, for, for fun stuff. Um, I've been playing a lot of uh, Final Fantasy, um, 14. So my 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 wife is an MMO addict. Um, you know she she played uh, Guild Wars for, well she still jumps into Guild Wars now and then the original. Um, so she we, she's been playing that on and off for decades now. Um, you know and she was on another MMO for a while uh, until they they basically destroyed the game uh new new owners and they and they they all but killed the game um and she was searching around and sort of landed on final fantasy 14 now i haven't played an mmo since world of warcraft came out originally yeah um i had i had beta tested that and i played it for a while uh and then my laptop died and i didn't have anything to play it on so i haven't i really haven't played an mmo since um but i am an avid final fantasy player i i you know, whenever they come out, I, I like to grab them and play it because they're just so immersive and just the storytelling is so mm-hmm. great.
0: They generally are pretty darn good.
3: And Final Fantasy fourteen is amazing. It is so much fun. Um, so that's like my nightly thing now.
0: You know, yeah, you talked about
3: it. You were talking about last it last
1: show. Yeah, and we're having a lot of fun with it. So yeah, that's
3: great. Yeah. I haven't had a chance yeah, to check so, it
2: out
3: though. Yeah, still 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 a lot of fun. Um, but I've also been jumping into other games, you know, when I have a chance. So uh, different, different systems, different games. I've been playing Watchdog Legion. Uh, finally, um, you know, I like the first two in the series. I was hoping this one was going to be good.
0: I've never played it's, Watchdogs. I should. I've heard so many good reviews about them. <laughs> I've just never touched one. It's
3: it's such a ridiculous. Like it's a fun game. It is a lot of it. it it's a lot of fun. But um, it's also completely unrealistic. I mean, you're running around with a with a, a cell phone pushing a button and hacking everything it's like it's 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 completely out there but it it, it's it's a lot of fun it's like a it's a hacking version of of grand theft auto i guess um same basic mechanics um i played legion a while ago uh when it first came out but there were there were there were bugs not you know not crazy bugs that caused the gameplay to, to be all screwy it it's a save bug It's a save game bug, Mm. and after losing my after losing my save game for like the third or fourth time, I was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm not playing this until it's fixed." (laughs) So, so I waited. I waited. Yeah, I waited a while, um, and just picked it up more recently and played it. And it's better, Um, although the bug still exists in some weird form. I just can't figure out how it triggers um, because I have lost. I have lost my my. Save uh, recently, but it was only once. So, I, you know, I still kind of play on and off. Um, and then I'm playing uh, 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 Nino Kuni, which is a uh, like a Japanese RPG game, I think. Um, talked about it's this a little, last time too. I remember yeah. the name. Yeah, so I've been playing that, and I'm playing. Uh, you'll like this one. I'm playing through um, Secret of Monkey Island from i don't know decades ago yeah that's an old one um because uh i want to go back through the story again so i'm refreshed on it because return to monkey island just released uh end of last week it was the end of last week so like the the surprise you know i i think think the news about it's only been out a month or two that they're making it and it's been released already so i want to go back and and uh play the originals and then and then play through the new one cool so
0: i've never played it. a monkey island game either i remember them but i don't think i've ever played through one
3: <laughs> yeah so so yeah i probably talked about this stuff last week too um it's kind of everything's running together at this well, you point know, so you latch just, onto a
0: game just, and you play it that's fine i played Valheim yeah, for no, the past well, like a year
3: <laughs> yeah it's 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 that and and time is just not a thing anymore and you know i'm busy and doing other things so yeah so, well, fun, cool. fun.
0: All right. Well, we have uh, a live viewer who's really interested about our conversation about Stadia. So let's get into the news oh, so we can jump get to that. so we can get to that. So here we go. Which means I need to open the articles, which I neglected to do while we were talking on the break like I usually intend to do. But anyway, uh, all right, so our first news article is actually directly from matrix.org, and it is because there is a uh, vulnerability that has been patched in the Matrix SDK, right? And um, I didn't, I really wanted to dig really deep into exactly what the vulnerability was, but I'm going to have to fall back on, you should read the article and you should update your... Um,
2: <laughs> your clients,
0: because I didn't, I didn't get a chance to. I was going to over the break. Then we got talking. Then I realized how long we were on break, and we had to get back. And you know how it goes. Um, but yeah, so uh, upgrade now to address E2EE vulnerabilities in Matrix JS SDK, Matrix iOS SDK, and Matrix Android SDK two. Um, so yeah. There are fixes available and you should go and get them and apply them? So, oh. so do that if you're don't running use Matrix, Matrix. Yeah, you, so. you don't use Matrix, I know I do, which is why this is important to me. And um, I know some folks that do, and I know there's folks that listen to the show that do. Uh, in fact, the mentor himself is the one that brought this up in our Discord. So, I figured, you well, know, he, whatever, we'll talk. You about mean
2: it Discord? He is no, good I name. mean, the no, that's the wrong one. Discord.
1: <laughs> well, that actually says it properly, even though it's very
0: loud. Yeah, anyway. I don't know. I don't I, I still I, I must not hear it. I must not hear whatever I'm doing wrong, Mark. It's OK. I don't I don't even notice it. I just say the you're, word you're discord right, and you tell me I did it wrong and then you tell me never mind. At least I can say what was the word I was making fun of you the other night when we were playing Ellen Ring sorcerer oh i don't know no sorceress saucer Sorceress. he said saucer well that's the jersey that's the jersey right like, I, i'm
1: convinced half the weird half the way you pronounce words weird is because of where you're from
0: yeah well that's generally where it's, dialect it's, comes from it's i just it amuses me that's yeah, all yeah anyway all right so uh yeah update your stuff <laughs> That's usually patch your shit. Isn't that the word we're, isn't that what we're supposed patch to say? Patch your shit.
1: Yeah. That's great advice for anything. Patch right. your shit. And the article. Samuel L. Jackson saying it would be even better.
0: Uh, yeah, right. The article that Mark has been waiting for since the moment I bought my Stadia stuff. <laughs> oh, that's, that's cruel. <laughs> the next one is from The Verge. And uh, anyone who's paid attention at all to Stadia has been waiting for the day that Google shuts it down, including me. I, I pre-ordered Stadia because I saw the ads for it. I thought that looks pretty cool. Um, and it wasn't, honestly, it's not that much money. I did not spend that much money on Stadia, right? Um, I want to say it was like 150 bucks. I got two controllers and a Chromecast, right? Because I pre-ordered it, right? So I, I have, do not have that much money invested in Stadia, Um, but since the moment it launched, I'm like, it's a Google thing. It's going to go away any day, right? Well, it's going away. Google is shutting down Stadia. Google is refunding all Stadia purchases, hardware, software, and DLC. Members of the Stadia team will be carrying this work forward in other departments at Google. Uh, surprise, right? This is what, this is what Google does to things. They have a really cool idea. They implement it uh, halfway or three-quarters of the way, and then eventually they turn it off. I still hold that these Stadia controllers are freaking awesome. I They feel good. They have a nice weight to them. They're good and solid. The, the, the joysticks are great. I mean, they're good controllers. This is the best thing that came out of Stadia. I haven't played Stadia, like Stadia proper, in probably a year. And that's probably why it's dying, because uh, there's lots of other people that did the same thing. Um, I didn't keep... I bought Stadia Pro when it first came out, right, for the monthly subscription. Realized I wasn't playing it much and canceled it. I had never re-upped it because I didn't see any reason to. The service worked, <laughs> right? Um, but, uh, yeah, it's going away. Now, as far as those refunds go... Basically, um, they don't really give you much detail in here, except that the refunds will be automatic. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to return any hardware, which is good. I can't imagine why you, they would expect you to return the hardware anyway. In fact, to Shit. be honest, if they keep the money for the controllers, I wouldn't care because they're still usable. Shit. What was that? Did I just hear Samuel L. Jackson again?
1: <laughs> that was... Are you playing video uh, games, Mark? Here. <laughs> no, I am... I found a deep fake text to speech oh jeez which I created Samuel L Jackson <laughs> saying something I'm going
0: to throw it in the host chat oh, god ah uh, anyway so um Yeah, the promise of Stadia was pretty cool. It was supposed to be a a game streaming service. You could run on mobile. You could run on your TV via Chromecast. You could run on, like, all these different platforms because you didn't need hardware to run it. You just had to be able to receive the stream. And it worked, right? I played a bunch of Tomb Raider games through, um, through Stadia because I like Tomb Raider games, and they're fun little, like, jumpy puzzle games, and they do require a good response time. And I never had trouble with it. Every now and then you get those, like, what do they call it? Glyphing or whatever, where you get that, like, uh, uh, granularity to the, the video. But it would be gone mm-hmm. just like that, just as quick as it showed up. And then it would be fine again, right? Um, as I've been removing myself from Google, even the Chromecast that I got along with Stadia, I don't even use anymore. But the controllers, I know I've said this so many times, but they're they're nice, they're also the best controllers I have at the moment, because the only other thing I have is the PS3 and 4 controllers. But we still have the PS3 and, 4, PS3 and 4 game systems in use for the kids, so I can't just, like, steal them and use them on my computer. The downside sure is these controllers aren't like a standard game controller that you can just plug in and use, right? Like uh, Xbox, for example. You can plug an Xbox controller into a Windows PC, and it's just like, oh, look, an Xbox controller, and off it goes. Um, I can't just, like, install a driver and make these work with any, any old game. Some games, Elden Ring is one of them, supports it right out of the box. It sees the controller. It's like, oh, yeah, you've got a controller, and it runs. Cyberpunk, which is another game that I like to play, doesn't. It just doesn't see it. So for that, there is an alternative, and I linked it in the show notes for folks that have Stadia controllers like I do that want to be able to use it for generic games. Um, there is a uh, like a an emulation layer you can install in Windows. I don't know if there's a Mac or Linux version, but in Windows there is this like emulation layer that will basically make Windows think it's an Xbox controller, and then you can use it because it has all the same buttons as an Xbox controller, I guess. But Interesting. Um, but I put a link for those in along with this news article in the show notes. So if anybody wants to use them, um, feel free check it out. The The little emulator piece is unfortunately unmaintained, so I don't know if that means eventually it's going to be abandoned and uh, if there's any issue with it, will not be able to be fixed. But it's all on GitHub, so I assume that someone with enough initiative could take it over and, uh, you know, fix issues in it if they were so inclined. I'm not. Maybe I could be if I needed it to be. But, uh, yeah, that exists. So, yeah, Stadia... Is not quite dead, but it will be. Uh, basically, at this point, you can't. They the article says I didn't try this or anything. The article says you can't sign up for Stadia or Stadia Pro anymore. Uh, they've taken it off of their store, so you can't go buy it anymore. So if you hear me talking about well, controllers, um, you can't uh, can't go buy them now. Sorry.
1: <laughs> They'll end up in a landfill next to ET cartridges.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: I, I can't I can't believe Google has finally gotten rid of a product of theirs. That's that's unprecedented.
0: I know, right. Yeah. Totally unprecedented. But yeah, it's I a mean, part of me thinks it's a shame, right? So they're the article went into this. Uh, so also I wanted to mention that good on them for doing any kind of refund, right? Like I expected I fully expected I put very little money into Stadia because I fully expected that when it went away, any money I put into it would be completely lost. Um, but that's not the case. They're refunding. Supposedly they're refunding for games you bought too, which is exactly the problem with streaming services like this. If the service goes away, all that money you spent on it also goes away. I don't know if there's legal contracts to help protect against that. And that's why they have to refund money, but they are. So that's kind of cool. Um,
3: but uh, welcome to, welcome to cloud services in general. I mean, you know, what, what's the, the famous example is the Zune. Where you know, oh, it's never going away, and then it went away.
0: Right, right.
3: People so, lost uh, disturbing amounts of money in media on that one.
0: Oh, because of the stuff they Stabbing. bought. Resume? Yeah,
3: yeah, because it, it was all it was all it, it all had DRM on it, and and yeah, it was it was kind of a big thing.
0: So in the live stream chat, uh, I'm sorry if I mispronounced. Mariko, is that your name? Mar, yeah, Mariko, Marikio. Anyway, he says that uh, there's developers complaining on Twitter that they didn't even get notified about the shutdown. They saw it on the news. (laughs) That's crazy.
1: (laughs) And the driver, yeah, he also cracked, someone will pick up the driver because it's now retro gaming. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I mean... Retro gaming is like what what gaming hipsters are into.
0: Yeah, I mean, I... Like I said, I, I liked the idea, uh, the fact that I could plug this tiny little device into any any device with an HDMI port and play video games on it was pretty cool. Um, I don't I don't know that the the other streaming services that exist today are quite to that low bar of entry that uh, that Stadia was. So you know, kind of a shame, but you know, is what it is, I guess. Friggin' Google, man. It's Google. It's Google. So, yeah, links to those... Can't rely on them. Links to those driver emulator things in the show notes. And, uh, yeah, that's it. guess we'll move on. So sad. Let me get the next article open here. Oh, yes. The Woolly Mammoth. So, it's funny. Um, I mentioned earlier that I listen to podcasts in my morning you know, news stuff. And one of those is uh, the TED Hour. And... Um, The one I heard just like last weekend, I think it was. They were interviewing this guy and I put a link to it as well, along with the notes. Let me, let me look up the guy's name. It was like Stuart something. Steven something. Come on, where is it?
3: Hmm. Stuart Brand.
0: There you go. Stuart. I got the first name right. So they were interviewing Stuart Brand. Um, He apparently has a very long history in technology and many other things. Um, But, you know. We'll listen to the thing if you want to hear about Stuart Brand. But one of the things that he talked yes. about,
3: yeah, he, he's the guy who created the whole Earth catalog and yeah. he ran uh, he ran the well.
0: What's the well again for, for those? For the well uh, is like an like old a, or, school,
3: it's like an old school community, like a oh, right, it was a okay. BBS or
0: right. So, anyway, you should go listen to that because it was a cool story about like history and. Culture, I guess, is the best way to describe it. But one of the things he talked about was this project he's involved in. And the, the other article that I'm linking here doesn't mention him specifically, but I got to imagine that his work is related to this in some way because it's too coincidental <laughs> to not be. Uh, but apparently the CIA just invested in woolly mammoth resurrection technology. <laughs> yeah. Now, of course, this is a, this is a hyped up news uh, headline, just like anything else. Um, but there is work being done to try to basically reconstruct the DNA of extinct species. Um, and in Jesus that
1: Christ, don't we have multiple movies telling why that's a terrible idea?
0: Exactly. Right. As I was listening to the podcast, the first thing that came to mind was like the scene from Jurassic Park. And they even mention it. <laughs> they even have the sound clip of what's his name? Uh, the scientist guy who who was injured and, life uh,
2: yeah, finds a way uh, uh, finds
0: a way yeah they had that exact sound clip in it and he's like yeah no that's not gonna happen just like completely dismisses it. <laughs> like okay whatever uh, but anyway uh, basically they're trying to reconstruct the DNA of several extinct species the woolly mammoth being the quote unquote largest of the of the <laughs> of the endeavors um, somehow they mentioned. Like, that this is somehow related to climate change. And I can't really understand how resurrecting extinct species is going to have any impact at all on climate change. But in both the, the TED interview and this article, they mention climate change, but they don't say how it's linked or why they mention it, right? So that makes me wonder why it's even brought up. Like, if this is somehow, I, I don't know. Like I, I don't know, I don't know why that's even part of the thing. But anyway, uh, the CIA is apparently throwing money into um, this endeavor. Uh, probably not because they care about resurrecting Willie Mammoth, but because they care about the technology behind it, being able to reconstruct DNA and do things. And to be honest, anything the CIA thinks is a good idea, I worry about. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. <laughs> But from a purely science perspective, I think it's kind of cool, right? It's cool that they're they're able to try to uh, to do this, and I guess they've they've had some levels of success already. Um, so yeah, go listen to the the TED hour. It's called "Stay Hungry, Stay Foolish" because that's a phrase from the hippie era. Uh, they they call it the hippie era. I'm not I'm not trying to like talk down about hippies, but uh, stay hungry, stay foolish. Um, and then of course the article. From the intercept, so go check those out if you're curious about what's going on here. But yeah, I I just think it's crazy that they're able. So they're basically taking like DNA from current species that are descended, or they think are descended from these extinct species. Well, I guess they would know. I don't know. I'm not a freaking DNA guy. I'm not a scientist. I'm a computer. They don't fucking know. They're guessing. Yeah, they're just (laughs) Jurassic Parking all over again. Elephants look. Kind of like woolly mammoths, they must be descended, they probably are anyway. Um, yeah, they're reconstructing it based on data they've got and data they can get from living species. No, what yeah, could we find
1: out? We're gonna, we're gonna find out that woolly mammoths are actually man eaters, yeah,
0: right. What could, yeah. what do you think those big tusks were for? So, yeah, uh, crazy times. Maybe we'll get brontosauruses one day. Do they still call them brontosauruses? I was all into dinosaurs as a kid and then as my as my kids started looking up dinosaurs all the names seem different. I don't know why that is. Why did they change? Why can't yeah, they I just be what they used to be? Maybe I just had a really flawed book about dinosaurs when I was a kid and all of everything I knew about dinosaurs was wrong.
3: Is is this your oh. cloud?
0: <sighs> what? Is this pine- what you're going to yell at? Yeah, dinosaur names are stupid. Ah. Uh, all right. Okay. And then the last article that I put in here is unfortunately from. Oh, wait. I can read it here. On my work computer, I couldn't read it. I must have exhausted my Bloomberg free whatevers. Um, yeah. Meta is cutting headcount for the first time, slashes budgets across teams. Uh, Zuckerberg says Bloom, that uh, Bloomberg, the social giant sorry, can't read the article. Yeah. The social giant will end 2022. Yeah, 2023 as a somewhat smaller organization. So, you know, we've, we've talked about and I've heard about a whole bunch of social, not social, they're a social media company, uh, economic turmoil at the face at Meta because of Zuckerberg's like hyper focus on the metaverse. Um, and this, I can only assume, is the result of that, right? So <laughs> Facebook's in, sorry, Meta is in some financial trouble at this point, it seems like. Um, I didn't, unfortunately, did not have a chance to read the whole article because I thought I wouldn't be able to (laughs) because of Bloomberg. In fact, I was going to strike it from the whole list and go find a different article, uh, but I couldn't, and then I forgot to remove it. So here we are talking about an article I didn't get a chance to read, but um, I think it's pretty straightforward here, right?
3: Pro pro tip, incognito is your friend.
0: Yeah, I think that's why I'm able to read it here because I don't generally look at Bloomberg on this machine. I don't look at Bloomberg on yeah, any machine. But,
3: but even even on a machine that you've run out of, uh, like because mine was yeah, out no. of it as well. I hit yeah. I hit Bloomberg, but if you incognito it, it pops up anyway. Yeah. Um, and, and and to 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 your point about uh Zuckerberg uh you know fucking around and finding out about his meta <laughs> stuff. Um ah. I, I just want to point out so there've been there have been a number of layoffs in technical realm. Um recently for a bunch of different places that seem to be economic-related. Honestly, not as many as I actually expected, um, but there have been a bunch. Uh, This Facebook one does not appear to be related to the current economy. It is purely related to Zuckerberg dumping stupid amounts of money into garbage.
0: Yeah. I also, and I did not put this article in the notes... But I wanted to mention that I saw another article also on Bloomberg, which is why I didn't put it in the notes because I couldn't read the stupid thing. Um, about NFTs dropping off in value. Was it value or sales? I think it was value. 97%. Both. 97% since the beginning of the year. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> that A- NFT hallelujah? you bought. Yeah, right. <laughs> It's it, well, I, I the mean, only reason I bring it up is because it's related to the metaphors metaverse discussion. Right. So obviously people have realized NFTs are not really worth anything. And the value of them is displaying that.
3: I, I mean, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I know. You're, what, what do you I'm say not, about that? I'm this, not
0: trying to convince <laughs> you guys. I'm just saying, it's no, no, like, it's just, what were we saying six months ago? Here it is.
3: Right. Right. Yeah. It's like,
0: yeah. So NFTs I, I, maybe not such the good idea people thought they were. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's
3: it's unfortunate because the uh, my my understand from the people that that the, from the folks that I understand that basically invented NFTs, this is not what it was supposed to be. It, it no. was it was actually meant to be the a, a, a net positive for artists to be able to sell their work. You know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, yeah. And And unfortunately, like like most crypto things, it was immediately taken and turned it into a Ponzi scheme, and a bunch of people made a lot of money, and now it's garbage.
0: The concept of digital ownership, much like the concept of a metaverse, much like the concept of digital real estate, uh, I don't think is inherently a bad idea. The problem is people always ruin it. (laughs) Right? I mean... How many futures have we seen that that this is like a stepping stone to to get to a virtual economy, right? And um, you know, good or bad, I don't know how that'll turn out. I'm not an economist. I've said this probably a lot of times on this show, but uh, it's it's neat technology, but money grubbing people ruin it like always. Bitcoin. Maybe was neat. the
3: universe has it right. Yeah. Maybe the universe has it right. We just need to get rid of people.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like Bitcoin was neat, like a neat concept, and I thought it could have had it could have been a good idea. And then it was like, oh yeah, if I mine all the bitcoins and I take all the bitcoins, then I'm Bitcoin rich. And then people got Bitcoin rich, and then everybody else was like, oh, I can mine all the bitcoins too. All I need is a is a germo, yeah a geothermally cooled data center in Alaska. Oh, good. It's
1: just like friggin' it's just like friggin' MLMs. The first people in are the ones who make the money. Yep, that's why it's a scam. Yeah, I mean, NFTs are the same way. The the valuation of every NFT starts up here and plummets like a rock and never goes
0: back up. The difference, the only qualm I have with calling Bitcoin a scam, is that things like Ponzi schemes and MLMs are pretty much designed to be a scam. They're designed so that the first person in makes the most money. Uh, Bitcoin, I, as far as I can tell, wasn't designed that way. It's just the way the technology works, right? So I can't really call Bitcoin a scam. I can't call Bitcoin a Ponzi scheme or an MLM, but it has Look, like the same stench, right? So which is unfortunate. It.
1: It but Bitcoin and other crypto, the 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 moves around them all clearly benefit the first people who get in right my my and point that's is what makes them inherit, and, and mlms are the same way my point is they weren't designed to rob the people
0: they weren't designed to well, to screw the little guy right um or this as far as i can tell it's basically math that made it work out this way right it's like oh look we can make currency <clears throat> We should be able to make a whole bunch of this currency. Let's start making the currency. Oh, cool. We have currency now. We can use it for things. And then people are like, what if I make all the currency? And now we end up where right. we are, right? Where it's like nobody can make the currency because other people have made it all. When they, If they would have just like not been such assholes. <laughs> but people are. That's That's the problem. That's what I'm trying to get at. Anyway, I'm not disagreeing with you, Mark. Um it's I'm I'm not saying you should dump all your money into Bitcoin, folks. I'm I'm saying it's definitely a flawed uh, uh, uh financial system, I guess, at this point. But um I don't think it was designed maliciously, is my point. That's all I'm trying to say.
1: It might not have been designed maliciously, but this this friggin' picture, and I don't know if I've shared it on Iron Sysadmin before. And it's loading great.
0: Loading, loading, loading. Keep those memes loading. Is it the I one about running system. your car to solve Sudoku puzzles?
1: Yeah, this is this is the image right here. And I'll throw it I'll throw it in uh in our in our host chat. Discord. I'll throw, I'll throw it in general, why not?
3: Yeah, I love this one. Imagine if keeping your car idling twenty four seven produced solve sudukos you could trade for fer- for yeah. heroin. Yeah, that's that's yep, Bitcoin.
0: Yeah, that's an unfortunately great description of Bitcoin.
1: <laughs> and there was a, there was one recently that talked that that talked about NFTs, and I think I shared it. So let me see if I can find it. Oh, I paste I put post too much on the Facebook sometimes.
0: Surprise. Well, God, while you scroll through your feed you. to try to find the thing that you posted, I'm going to start working on closing up the show because we've finished the news, folks. Um, thank you for sticking with us. If you're watching live, I think we might actually have Mar- Mar- Mauricio. God, some of the stuff is sorry, funny dude.
2: that i posted.
0: Well, that's why you've shared it, Mark, I'm sure. If you thought it wasn't funny. Well, maybe you'd ironically share it if it wasn't funny.
1: I wonder if it's the one that's not appearing on my feed anymore.
0: We've lost him. Somebody deleted it. They reported you, Mark. You're going to be banned again from Facebook. No, no, no. It's this one. Uh... (laughs) Anyway, folks, thank you for listening or watching or whatever you're doing. Uh, If you want to watch this train wreck, I mean this show live, uh, you can do so by checking us out on YouTube and Twitch. Just find the Iron in podcast. There are links for it for either of those in the show notes. You can find us on social media as well. Facebook and Twitter, to so look for the Iron Testament podcast. If you want to join our Discord community, there's also a link for that in, guess what? The show notes. It's down there. It's it's, it's all record. in the Discordy stuff. Did you find your meme yet, Mark? Is it, is it good? I did. It's in the general channel. Okay. If you want to see Mark's memes, you can go to our Discord, Discord. community. Um. Yeah. It's been fun tonight, folks. We kind of went late, I think. It's already 9.30. But that's okay. We had fun. We talked about video games, Steam Decks, Bitcoin, Bazook. <laughs> all right, folks. I think this has been uh, a good enough show for tonight. We've we've gone down all the rabbit holes and we managed to come back out of them. Um, the last thing Mostly I want to mention intact. is, of course, Patreon if you want to support the show. Patreon.com slash And unless either of you have any final thoughts, I think we're going to close it up. What do you think?
1: I think it's a fantastic idea.
0: So I can go play with my Steam Deck. Here here I am again, finding the right page to go. Here it is. Every night. Every night I do the same thing. Where is it? I should reorganize where the, the scenes are that we switch to, and then it'll be a lot easier for me on show night. And I'm rambling. All right, folks. Good night. Have a good one. And we will catch you on the next show. Night Later. Bye.